0: of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, I'm your host, Allie. And I'm Casey. I literally almost said that I was Casey. <laughs> anyway, I can edit it if I need to. <laughs> um, Don't. So I just wanted to, um, sometimes things come up from previous episodes or I say I'm going to look something up and I'd like to not lie to you, our listeners, so I did look this up. I'm not going to give a full definition because it was far too involved. But we were trying to figure out if it was a rip current or a rip tide when you feel like you're being, well not when you feel, when you are being sucked out to sea if you're in the ocean. And they do also seem to happen everywhere with coasts. So that's cool too. According to the surfing... (laughs)
1: Surfing website. It
0: was a surfing website because surfers Why get Why did you go to
1: like an oceanography? There was also website.
0: like NOAA or some stuff that oh, had like Noah. a get out of yeah. it. So I trust it. Anyway, <laughs> um, point being though, um, all are right because there's actually three different main types. You have a rip tide, a rip current, and an undertow, and the rip current. Is the one um, that is the most dangerous where you have to swim in parallel to the shore and you could get sucked out. So, if you want to know the differences between them, look them up because <laughs> <laughs> it was too complicated for me to um, summarize that quickly. So, and we're here to talk about animals, not ocean currents and deadly things. So, that aren't animals. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, so rip currents, that's what Casey was stuck in when he had to hop <laughs> parallel to the shore. So, no, that was rip tide. How do you know it was a riptide? tide? Wait, we just had this discussion.
1: I could have sworn. No,
0: I just said rip currents are the ones where you feel it sucking you out like that. The one's a tide. It's different. What? I know, but the rip currents are the ones they're saying are are the danger, the really dangerous ones. There, you can go look it up. It's different things about that. Like the rip currents are usually only like a short amount across, but there could be multiple along one beach, and then. It's the whole thing. It's about how the water's going back out, and if it gets pushed into like a small area on the sandbar. This is why I didn't go into it
1: because it's. Good. I'm still calling it a
0: Okay, whatever. Anyway, rip currents are the bad ones. I don't know. Are there lifeguards out there who want to chime in? Go for it. So maybe I didn't make that any more clear. This is great. We're off to a great start today. Anyway, um, yeah. So, rip. Uh, speaking though of rescues. Oh, look at that Segway. Casey, Mm -hmm. I have a story for you. Are you ready for a story of daring?
1: No, but go ahead.
0: I'm offended. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I am a theater person, as I've said before. And of course, with the pandemic, theater is completely dead right now and probably will be for another year. So a lot of us creative types are going a little nutso's. So a few friends and I rent a dance studio about every other week or so. And we get together and we work on dance stuff and singing and all that kind of stuff. So we went to our studio, we went there, and we worked on singing and it also was the first time I saw this group of friends since it was my birthday. So they were really nice and they made me a cake that they baked themselves. And they even brought Tupperware to like put the cake in because obviously the four of us weren't gonna finish a cake, hopefully, in one sitting before we had to dance and sing. That's terrible. Um, So it was really thoughtful because they had a little Tupperware for me to bring it home with. But anyway, Tupperware comes into play later. So we we sing our songs and we're sitting in, also, I should say we do this because the studio is really big, so we can socially distance. And um, when you're singing, you're supposed to be like 16 feet away from each other, so it's real crazy, so you need a big space to do it. So anyway, don't worry, I'm not being a stupid COVID person when we're doing this. But anyway, um, so we'd done through some songs, and we're kind of sitting in our little half circle-y thing, discussing what we want to fix and stuff, and one of the girls, Amanda, her face, like, she gets this, like, whoa face, right, which I can't show you. Because you're listening, but whatever. Anyway. And the rest of us is like, what just happened? And she's like, There's a mouse over there. Also, I should say in the studio, um, it is a they also work with children and do shows. So they did Lion King a while back. So they have like elephant heads and various animal puppet type things over there, and this mouse was definitely jumping through those puppets. So we go back to doing whatever, because apparently the mouse didn't pop back out, and then she does the face again, so we all look over and this mouse is so cute. I looked I looked for a picture and I think it's a deer mouse. They're so cute. And they jump. Yeah, that's probably right. And they jump and their little ears are so big. And it was so cute. And we're just like, oh my gosh, this little mouse. So Amanda and Brooke are more the typical city folk ladies usually get associated with this, but more like, oh gosh, I don't want it near me. And like they like to they're like, oh, it's cute over there, away from us, but we also don't want a mouse in the studio because it's gonna die because it gets really hot in here and there's no food and also don't poop on all the stuff that would be bad. So Cannon and I go over to try and wrangle this mouse to get it outside where it belongs and the mouse was not very cooperative and the poor little mouse he was just so scared and it was just like shaking and it was so afraid and I had to like pull out some equipment we got it like in a corner and we're using like some stiff pieces of paper and I had this little mini whiteboard with me because I'm showing them some music theory stuff, and we're using that to, like, corral this little mouse. And eventually, because with bugs, Casey, you are familiar with the um, the cup and the stiff paper technique to get bugs outside. I usually
1: just cup them into my hand. Okay,
0: well, you're crazy. <laughs> Most people use a cup and a stiff yes. piece of paper. But a cup is not going to cut it for a mouse, yeah. and it's going to be hard to aim. <laughs> so, without hurting the little thing. So, anyway, so enter the Tupperware (laughs) from the cake so here we are trying to coax this mouse into the Tupperware and it's not having it so then I realized oh my gosh we have cake maybe if we offer it like a little crumb of cake we can lure it out because it's not interested in coming out the poor little thing is so scared and so we put a little crumb like on the edge of the Tupperware and the little mouse, he comes out and he grabs it and he's eating it, but he didn't go into the Tupperware. <laughs> he's like just outside the Tupperware. So I'm not kidding you. I think we spent like 20, 25 minutes trying to get this mouse, and Brogan and um and Amanda are over, you know, like very far away. And every time it like runs and they see it scurry, they're just like, oh gosh, it's gonna get on you. And Cannon and I are just trying to work together to like wrangle this little mouse, and only like you know a two foot section but it was just so cute oh my gosh it was the cutest little mouse i wouldn't even jump it was adorable anyway so long story short eventually we were able to coax we put more crumbs in the in the tupperware and he went in a little further um and we were able to get the mouse outside where it belonged and then they offered me if I still wanted the Tupperware to take a cake home in. And I was, I'm pretty sure they knew that answer was going to be no. But I'm like, well, now a mouse has been in it. And a scared mouse who's probably peed. And who knows where the little mouse has been. So, anyway, it was crazy. So that was, that was the great mouse rescue from the studio. And it was, it was adorable. But most people freak out. And we didn't want to hurt the little guy. We just wanted to get him outside. And he was so cute. All right. So, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's what I was up to, man. Rescuing mice. And birthday cake.
1: <laughs> what, what kind of cake?
0: Oh, it was marble cake. They made it themselves. Marble cake with chocolate frosting and, like, little sprinkles. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty great. And they, because I'm a total Disney freak, they also brought me princess balloons, which, of course, Tiger Lily um, attacked <laughs> when I got home. So they, they lived, but she attacked the string and was like, oh, what's this new toy. And I'm like, that's not for you. I had to go lock it in a separate room. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what I was that's what I was up to. What what did you get up to, Casey?
1: Well, I just came back from vacation. Mm-hmm. I was in um, Santa Barbara camping with my family.
0: Okay, that sounds nice.
1: Yes, it was very hot. Oh,
0: you're well. Yes, camping. Yes.
1: Yes, um, and because of the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. like all most all the recreational activity was basically shut down.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you can
0: still go hiking though right although it's hot <laughs>
1: my family is not the hiking okay. type
0: because <laughs> that's like i go camping i go hiking or if it's on a lake or something yeah no i'll like suggest so.
1: like hiking and like my sisters are pretty much the only ones into it okay <laughs> like that but we did get to see um a lot of wild turkeys and then we're really looking, yes And there was little baby ones, too. Oh, little baby
0: babies. You better run and hide. Yeah.
1: Let's see. What else did I see? It was, it's technically also, the campground we're at is also a ranch, and people keep their horses there. Oh, okay. And they're strict. They have a bunch of signs all over the place not to pet the horses. (laughs)
0: Oh, dang it. (laughs) I would want to pet the horse for sure.
1: Yeah. And, oh, yeah. (laughs) A lot of times, so, like, there's this lodge, and that's the only place where there is Wi-Fi, basically, unless you pay for it. Okay. And so we would go down there, Mm -hmm. like, usually every other night, and while my family is all twiddling around on their cell phones, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I decided to walk out into this barren, dry field because... (laughs) if you go over there you can see bats flying all around
0: oh like this bats. started off as sounding like a horror movie but <laughs> it could have turned into one if like a vampire had come out of the one of that's not how that happens but if a vampire had emerged from a bat whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. but bats are cool yeah
1: yeah and on our way back i would i once saw an owl on a telephone wire
0: oh uh, was it just sitting there
1: Yep. I was and watching then them fly. My mom was trying to get better video of it, so she started walking towards
0: it. <laughs>
1: Eventually it flew and away. And it was
0: like, I'm out of here, lady. Yeah. Paparazzi. But
1: it's cool seeing, like, when an owl flies, you, they don't make a noise. So it's cool seeing that
0: and not yeah. hearing anything. Owls owls are pretty cool. Yep. I Maybe I should think of that as my favorite bird. <laughs> well, that's, oh, they're a bird's prey, aren't they? Yep. They're okay. a raptor. Dang. Never mind. <laughs> Because I love that little burrowing owls. so cute. Yeah. You know they don't burrow. I don't care. They're cute. <laughs> Their name doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. They're adorable. As we've established. Yeah. <laughs> cute. And how I think I'm yeah. terrible. All of my favorites are based off of how they look. Yeah. That's also just because I don't study them. So, like, if there was an animal with a really cool, you know, skill or whatever, yeah. then I'd probably be like, oh, that mm. one's so cool. But I just based it off looks because that's what I have. Yeah.
1: You're a classic, I would say, mainstream animal lover.
0: Mainstream. Am I a muggle? <laughs> that's how I that's how I referred to non-nerds and to non-musical theater people.
1: Uh that's muggles. A good term.
0: Yeah. So Oh, I put the blanket on, I still hear it squeaking. I'm sorry, listeners. I don't know what we're gonna do about these chairs. We're gonna have to find a solution because
1: I'm sitting on a rug right now.
0: You are. That's just a bat mat bath mat. What? <laughs> Words are hard. You know, we're we're not wealthy. So nope. we use what we get. That's yeah. that's what we got. Um but anyway, yeah, so. Well, um, it has been a while. I guess it hasn't. I think we actually got into a pet peeve last episode, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it was, we did. Oops. Okay. Uh, well, like Casey said in our first episode, um, we have a lot. So, but this, this, well, I guess before we get into the pet peeve, actually, because it, it has to do with it. Um, so, Casey and I met uh, years ago. We both worked for the same company, which is a um, pet retail store. Um, so that's where we met, and we bonded over annoying people, probably mostly. Yeah. <laughs> In love of animals, um, but you know, like you do. So, but we both have had a lot of experience through working there, and then also just we've both. I think you've had pets your whole life too, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah, lifetime pet owners, and then um, working there and learning from observation of things that work and what don't. I just want to bring up right now because. The fires are so bad and there's all these other storms that are terrible all over the place. Um, and you need to have, make sure anytime you get any kind of pet, if it's a hamster, if it's a dog, if it's a horse, whatever it is, you need to have an emergency plan of evacuation for your pets. If you cannot evacuate all your pets, you shouldn't have that many pets. In a timely manner, because as somebody who has had experienced, um, quick evacuation times for wildfires at least um sometimes you only have like 10 minutes and um so you need to have an evacuation plan in place which means if you have a little hamster or whatever um they're little like critter totes you can have for them always make sure you have just a little bowl and like a little it's always a good idea to stash some stuff for your family like just some food because you just don't necessarily know when you're gonna get home maybe some like toothpaste like extra set of clothes so it'd be good to have a little bit of food or whatever your pet is going to need immediately. Um, those are always great to have. Definitely have a carrier for your pets, not necessarily dogs, but sometimes if you evacuate, you don't know if you're going to be somewhere for a while that's not steady. So having, like, a, um, a crate is a good idea. But, again, you have limited space, limited time, so whatever. But definitely having a carrier. Ugh, people. <laughs> Hard carriers are so much better. This cardboard box. Ugh. Uh. I hate this. So this is, okay, this is a little off topic, but it's also with it. When you are getting a pet, and I will see this a lot where people are like, oh, I'm going to buy this, like, $13 cardboard box. The first time, first of all, it only works for a very small dog or cat, right? The first time they pee in that, it's done. It's cardboard. It's (laughs) dead. Also, I've seen cats escape from it. You can spend, like, seven more dollars, and you will have a hard carrier that will last you the life of your pet. Actually, probably longer, because we're still using carriers from past pets on our current pets. Um, so anyway, make sure you get a carrier for like cats, dogs, something like that, and have a plan in place. Same thing with little mice, uh, reptiles, anything like that. You want to have like a smaller like critter tote type situation to be able to get them out. And you need to think about that pretty much everywhere because natural disasters happen everywhere. Here it's fires and everyone thinks earthquakes are the big scary thing. I'm going to tell you, as a native, most of the time we don't even feel, um, and we don't even get up. (laughs) We're just like whatever they almost never even knock anything off a shelf earthquakes meh fires yeah. that's what we get in California but there's of course tornadoes but you can't really I guess have a lot of time but you know about hurricanes you know those are coming and all kinds of other storms so plan ahead you need to plan ahead um and don't also I'd have people come in and get mad that we were out of carriers and this is just my philosophy for everything in life your lack of planning is not my emergency. <laughs> because if you're going to be a responsible pet owner, you need to have that stuff already, because also you just have to take them to the vet and stuff. There's all kinds of reasons you need to have that, so just be responsible. That is one of the things, if you're getting a pet, that should be just like, if you're getting a dog and you're going to get bowls and leashes and toys and food, a carrier or a kennel. And if it's a really big dog, then you're probably just going to have a leash and a harness because that's kind of a pain in the butt. But anyway, so that is some advice I have for you. Also... Just because it's so hot right now, at least in California, Southern California it is. um, A lot of things that people, or I should say something that a lot of people don't think about is how hot the ground is when their dogs are walking on it. So if it's 100 degrees out, your dog's feet are probably going to burn if you're walking on sidewalk or um, concrete, anything like that. So the way you test it is you need to put the palm of your hand down on the ground and hold it there for at least seven seconds. And not like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like seven or one I can't I'm going backward. <laughs> Basically don't count
1: like you're trying to get yeah. ahead
0: head in hide so and like, seek. So like wow, throwing it back. So like one alligator, two alligator, right? See, I always
1: say one one thousand.
0: Yeah, there's that too. There's something else. But anyway, I was going back to my hide and seek days and that was alligator. Uh-huh. So anyway, oh yeah, I get that. yeah, so, um, but hold your hand on the, on the pavement for at least seven seconds. And if it's too uncomfortable for you, your dog cannot be walking on that. I know that booties look ridiculous on dogs, but that's a situation where you use it. If you can't avoid having to walk them on pavement, otherwise, obviously if you're on the sand or on, even sand can get kind of hot. Can, sand can say get sand's hot. worse than Yeah, sand concrete. actually is not great, but if it's like dirt, dirt or grass, then you're okay. But, um... But that's something that people just don't think about. Mm-hmm. So, And there are a lot of, I have a couple friends who work um, in emergency vet clinics, and they get a lot of burned feet coming in. So that's something just to be aware of. And and, and along with that, I feel like this one shouldn't be something I should have to say, because this one should be common sense. If it's really hot out, <laughs> don't take your dog hiking. <laughs> and under strenuous activity, if it's really hot Particularly if your dog is like a French Bulldog or a Boston, any kind, especially a Bulldog. Bulldogs just aren't good at just existing <laughs> in general. They just have issues all of the time. But anything with more of a smushed face, um, you probably just shouldn't bring those hiking ever. But definitely don't bring them in the heat. Same friends I have um, who work in a vet clinic, they had one day, it was super sad, She had at least three dogs come in and die because of heat stroke in one day. Because people are dumb, and they also, for you, don't go hiking if it's excessive temperatures, but definitely don't bring your dog. And most of the trails have signs, but people are stupid and ignore that. So don't be one of those people. I know you want your doggy with you, but killing your dog is not worth it. So, um, yeah, so that's pet advice. And um, and going into a pet peeve, which I kind of got into, but... If you don't have an emergency plan for your pet, uh, it drives me nuts. If you're gonna have a pet, you need to be responsible. Like if you have children, you should—I hope—be responsible. You need to be responsible. The pet children are dismissible. Wow. <laughs> okay, I don't agree with Casey on that, but that's okay. Um, they're too needy. Yes, they're useless, right? <laughs> they're, those are babies. Babies are useless. Anyway, um, they're everyone's gonna hate us. Yeah, We're but at the, least
1: they're cuter than kids.
0: That's true, but kids sometimes say cute things. Anyway, we're getting off topic, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that just drives me insane when people do not have a plan for their for their pets in an emergency. You need to have that. That's part of it. And the other thing that is my main um, we're gonna do a couple pet peeves today and pet <laughs> pet peeves everyone. Um, I don't know if it's my biggest, but it's one of my biggest dogs off leash. So unless you are on your own property or on like a friend's property right whatever on private property where this person whoever owns it is like sure cool your dog can be off leash or you're in a dog park or a dog beach or somewhere that's very specifically dogs can be off leash. Have your dog on a leash. It's not that hard. I see it hiking all the time, and all the hiking trails say, keep your dog on a leash, and no Sherlock, there are rattlesnakes everywhere, and then dogs get bit, or they can get into fights, or they cause some people, not everyone who hikes likes dogs, and a dog runs up to them, and they're like, ah! Or there's little kids who are stupid, and don't know how to act with dogs, and anyway. So keep your dog on a leash. Like there's so many people, it's just like they think it doesn't apply to them, and I'm like, it's, like at least in California, your dog has to be on a leash everywhere. Yeah. So, I don't, it's probably not the same everywhere, but I see so many people don't do it, and then they'll complain, like, if we ask them to put their dog on a leash, or anything else, or just so you're somewhere else and the dog's bugging you, you're like, oh, your dog's supposed to be on a leash, and they'll get all huffy, I'm like, look, <laughs> you're in California, your dog should be on a leash everywhere you go, but also courtesy, um, put your dog on a leash. Yes. It's going to be a lot of cursing, I'm going to have to bleep out on this one, because <laughs> yes. it drives me insane. Oh. <laughs> Keep it on a leash. And also, even at your own property, because I grew up in the boonies, so a lot of people out in the boonies are like, oh, I'm in the boonies, I don't have to have my dog fenced in or have it in any way restrained, which is all well and good when your dog is trained and it's gonna stay on your property, but they don't. They always go off. They get into fights with other dogs. It's just a mess. Just keep your pet properly restrained and keep it on leash. It drives me nuts. <laughs> um, that's probably more nuts. Why well,
1: yeah. yeah. They say their dogs train. It's clearly.
0: Oh, uh, it's good. never. It's never. <laughs> ever. Not ever. But like there are some dogs if that are pretty well. If it, you're saying it's not. It's not. Yeah. There are some also like if I'm noticing, unless your dog is at your heel the whole time and very responsive to you, it's not. Yeah. And I had one one time where I had to run interference. It was my parents' last dog. It was a couple years ago, a few years ago, I guess now, and. We're over at a park that is not a dog off leash area. Mm -hmm. And these people had a pit, which is extra. You shouldn't have your dog off leash because so many people hate pits anyway. Mm -hmm. So I see this dog hauling toward us. And we've got my parents' dog who's not aggressive, but she is not, she's kind of nervous around other dogs. So if they get close enough in her face, she's going to snap at them, which, like, if a person did that to me, I'd probably snap at them too. Mm -hmm. But then that can start a fight because the first dog snapped and then they go crazy. So I see this pit coming, and I'm like, "Mom, walk ahead with Molly," and I have to run interference. And I'm like, "Hopefully I don't get bit." And I literally am just like, "Stop!" <laughs> this pit. And luckily, the pit was very friendly and like, un- I guess, understood and kind of like was confused and looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> and then I like, <laughs> kind of like put my hands in front. I was like able to pet it. And then the people came and I'm like, "What are you doing with a pit off leash? Like any dog shouldn't be off leash, but like." These dogs get such a bad rap and your dog obviously isn't mean, but still, like if it run up to my mom's dog and like they snapped, then that could be a situation. And it would completely be your fault because your dog's off leash, and then people are like, Oh, it's because it's an evil pit. It's like, no, it's because you're stupid dog owners.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: There's there's more with that, but that's enough. I've discussed it enough. So <laughs> We'll let we'll let Casey talk about his pet pet peeve, but keep your dog on a dog in a leash. Okay, go on. All
1: right. So basically, minus is- yeah, it's basically again what dog. What dogs. Pet,
0: okay. Yeah. Mainly dogs. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, just dogs, oh. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um is what and pet owners do what I would call pet mutilation.
0: Okay, it is oh, wait, cats no, too. It, it is. is cats too, yeah, but it it it's mostly too. dogs, yeah. Yeah.
1: But like I hate seeing dogs with like the cropped yeah. ears and the cropped tails. Are mm-hmm. the cats that get declawed. de-clawed.
0: People don't yeah. realize what declawing is, too. Oh
1: yeah, it's your Basically it's actual bone
0: yeah. that they're taking out. It's not just nails, people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can't handle that, don't have a cat. Yeah. There's so many situations. Where, like if you can't handle this, don't have a pet. Just don't yeah. have them.
1: And I really don't get the. Per- I don't get the appeal of the cropped ear thing.
0: Okay, like, so that's usually the macho dudes who have mm-hmm. to look tough.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, it totally reminded me of something. Oh, I, oh sorry. Yes, continue. There's confused. also
1: like the dog show people. Yeah, that do that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some chill dog show people, and I feel like those are usually the agility slash dog show people who are a little more chill. Some of them can be honestly like border collies, where they're very intelligent but they're neurotic, because <laughs> um, they can be like that. But yeah, you do get some of those um, pretentious, shall we say?
1: <laughs> like that's ninety percent show dog people.
0: Yeah, it's it. There's a lot of mm-hmm. show dog people. You're like okay, um, but yeah, the well. Uh, So, a a couple things. So, with the ear cropping, too. And also, all of these modifications, I guess, you're making to your dog. It makes it harder for other dogs and for even people to read their body language because they can't be like, I don't like you, go away. So... How a dog is holding their ears, how they're holding their tail tells you a lot about their attitude and you can read, oh, this dog's uncomfortable, this dog's super friendly, this dog is like probably about to bite someone mm-hmm. <laughs> without even growling. You can get it from their body language. And if they have cropped ears and they have cropped tails, you lose so much of that and it's hard to be able to read them. But it's also just unnecessary. I think with some breeds, I don't know if they do the cropped tail because it's supposed to be easier for their jobs because a lot of working dogs have, or herding dogs have cropped tails. Um but have you ever seen a Yorkie with a with a tail? They're cute. Not a Yorkie. I'm th- sorry. A corgi. I, a corgi. A cor-
1: oh. I probably. No, I
0: haven't. Yeah, you like never no. seen them, but they're cute. And even Dobies. I saw Dobie one time with a tail. I'm like, oh, that's what they look like. The yeah, I with, Rotties. with tails. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I hate the ears. The ears bug yeah. me. And then they also do, like, the German Shepherd and the um, Dobies where they tape the ears together. <laughs> so what? You haven't seen that? So when they're young, they'll crop them, right? And then they'll... um. And then they actually tape the ears. Like, they wrap the ears and oh, tape like, uh-huh. them so that they'll go straight up.
1: Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. I've seen that a few times.
0: It's really annoying. But, I, so what this reminded me of, um, at some point, I guess just reach out to us on, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I actually had a friend, one of our listeners, a friend, asked me, um, I should have looked into this more to see if there were um, other instances, but she had heard that in America people get plastic surgery for their pets, and she wanted to know if that was true. And I said... As far as I know, there's for sure one situation, which they do. And this goes to the crop ears and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Never underestimate (laughs) (sighs) the um, fragile masculinity of men, shall we say. (laughs) Because it's always men who do this shit. (laughs) Um, So when a male dog gets neutered, a lot of times guys will feel like you have just taken the manhood from this dog and it's not okay. So they will put fake testicles.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: Nope. On the dog. So that's the only one I'm aware of, and I don't think every vet does that. Obviously. But um, but yeah, no. They will put... I'm kind of ashamed to admit how I know this, actually. I'm gonna say it. But I actually... I'm, I'm ashamed to admit I've ever watched the show. It was Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Are you kidding me? <laughs> because, no! No! Because no. I think it was Bruce Jenner. Oh, well, I guess... <sighs> what's the name now anyway caitlin caitlin thank you caitlin jenner um back then it was bruce jenner um they got a dog and they were very upset about that so they um they wanted to they talked to the vet about getting i guess there's a plastic surgery vet and yep they put it on and then i found out after that 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 that's actually kind of commonplace i
1: think it was um I think the show's called It's Me or the Dog. And <gasps> it's
0: the dog. <laughs> Every time. I think that
1: I might I'm probably wrong, okay. but um the dog trainer on the show is Victoria Stilwell. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I said her last name right. And um, I love her explanation for why it's better to neuter your dog, not for the responsibility reason, right? but like imagine if you hey, have <laughs> Yeah. have hormones going through your body every day, and you're never allowed to
0: have sex. Oh, yeah, that would be rough.
1: Like, give you the doctor You can't even relief. really like, take care of it themselves, like, yeah.
0: Because
1: yeah. you're like, no, don't do that.
0: Oh, that would be really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And then you get mad at them when they're, you know, getting <laughs> busy with their beds and their toys and people's legs. Ew. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, so if you guys ever have questions, um... Reach out to us. I can't guarantee that we'll get to it in a timely fashion or that we know, but we'll try to look into it. But, yeah, that one was when she, when she was shocked. And I don't know if – they might do it, like – I'm sure there's probably instances, too, where, like, a dog gets – because there's so many assholes out there who, like, shoot dogs and torture dogs, and sometimes they have to, like, adjust a jaw or something like that. So they might do some sort of plastic, like, reconstructive surgery. So I should have looked into it. But, um, but yeah, they definitely do the fake testicles because – because men <laughs> –
1: See, I thought the weirdest, most ridiculous thing was when there was those little um, things for your cat's tail, where you put it on so you yes, cover up their butt. The
0: butthole but cover, like- which is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. The things that people come up with. It's um, but people buy them. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, we've we've spent enough time. <laughs> <laughs> on pet stuff and, and bitching. Oh, goodness. Um, so, uh, it is my turn to <laughs> pick. Oh, don't die, Casey. <laughs> he has a drinking problem, everyone. Um, it's my turn to pick our um, our favorites for this week. And I figured I'd switch it up this time. So, we're not going to do a favorite animal specifically. I want to know what your favorite experience with an animal, a wild animal, not just some random dog. <laughs> Um, in the wild has been.
1: So, probably number one would be when uh, the second time I ever went whale watching with my mom, we got to see a Brutus whale. um, And that was only the second time i ever seen a baleen whale. I've seen a gray whale once, well, the top of it. And (laughs) (laughs) what was cool was that they sent out a drone from our ship, go take um, better pictures um, of the whale and I've never even heard of a Brutus whale until that point but I would say I've
0: never heard of a Brutus whale yeah
1: at first I actually thought it was a fin whale because it's so rare um, down here in Southern California to see Brutus whales like at that time it was only the 14th time they've seen one in the area wow yep and a close second would be when I got to see some young sea turtles when I went snorkeling. Ugh. They were so cute.
0: Yes! I'm mm. so jealous. So, so jealous. It's amazing. How about you? Um, So mine is also whale watching, which obviously tells you, everyone, if you are on a coastal state, uh, go whale watching. And if you're not, if you come out to visit California or wherever, um, go whale watching. It's really cool. It was, like, honestly... A, a mystical experience I don't even know how to describe it like without sounding like Drew Barrymore it was magical it was literally magical mm-hmm. so we went out and I it was my first time ever watching the only time I've been whale watching so far and I went out with low expectations because I'd been told by people like don't expect too much And they're like oh you're gonna see whales but they're gonna be super far away mm-hmm. so we go out and we see some gray whales and they're pretty far away but they get kind of decent views of them but not amazing but then, of course, I was hoping to see humpback. We went during humpback season-ish, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so winter-ish more time is humpbacks and stuff. And then you get, like, blue whales and stuff in the summer-ish times. Kind
1: My goal. Of. What? <laughs> My goal is to see a blue whale. Yeah,
0: I want to see a blue whale so bad. Mm-hmm. But I was really hoping for a humpback. And, um, and then we saw dolphins, of course, too. And I, I took video, and I... Luckily, didn't drop my phone, but I was holding my phone as, like, tightly as I could over the edge of the boat, so I could actually, I got a pretty decent video, I think I showed you, of the dolphins. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we saw a freaking humpback in the distance. There were actually, I think, three altogether, and of course, there are multiple boats out at the same time from different companies, and they'll kind of communicate, and they're like, oh, there are whales over here, so, you know, go over here. And they're not allowed to get up close to them, so they're supposed to essentially stop moving if they get close to them, and then they're actually supposed to, like, kind of try to get away <laughs> if they come too close at a certain point. But, yeah, so we saw this humpback from a distance, and I was so excited because we saw the tail, and then it just got closer, and it's so funny because they go under, and they're under for a bit, so you don't realize how mm-hmm. close they're getting so fast, like, as fast as they are. And then I – oh, my gosh, this this humpback whale, you guys. Oh, no, I'm back to guys. <laughs> 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 um, like, if I had – Jumped off the edge of our boat, I would have landed on this humpback (laughs) whale. And it was just, it's so massive. It's like a full on submarine. And a living thing is that, I mean, I've seen elephants, right? A living thing is that big. And they're just so curious because it full on swam up to us Mm -hmm. and was like, what's going on over here? And then we saw the tail. So the only thing we didn't see was a breach, but it was. It was amazing i was just like uh it was just like a magic uh, i i hate to use that term but it was like a magical experience i was just like i feel changed
1: <laughs>
0: from this experience
1: humpback is the whale species my mom really wants to see they're so cool yeah well but yeah the when we went the Brutus whale it was cool too because i didn't get to see it because too many people crowding around me yeah but, and we were on the top deck so we can't see right over yeah but you can see deeper side. yeah um, but it did roll under its belly and look <gasps> up
0: at... That the, is cool. Yeah. And what's cool, because,
1: like, I'm, humpbacks are big, yeah. but brood as well, I think, is, like, the fifth or sixth largest whale species in the world. So the thing's, like, about as big as our boat. Wow. <laughs>
0: is that... Where do humpbacks range on that?
1: I think humpbacks 40 to 60
0: feet. But, I mean, as far as the biggest ones...
1: Oh, they're not close.
0: Oh, so Brutus is way bigger than them. Brutus are bigger than humpbacks. okay. All right. Yeah, was, humpbacks was, are among the
1: smaller. It was
0: pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> they're
1: they're still big. Like <laughs> heck, the minke whales are the smallest. There's two species. Mm-hmm. They only get like thirty feet, but
0: yeah, only <laughs> it's still
1: like That's still bigger big. than anything you'll see on land.
0: Yeah, it's great. We were on the bottom deck, but the people on top could get a better view, so that was mm-hmm. cool. But um, but we got sprayed. When yeah. it would, um, you know, blow its th- the blowhole, yeah. whatever that term is called, when they it's act- blow blow. Okay, so when they blow, it's so blow. Blow well, it's just breathing. Yeah, when they were doing that, <laughs> we got sprayed with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mist. So it was it was amazing. The other one that wasn't as the only my like I guess my second runner up, but it's not. It was just kind of funny, not as like amazing. I took my friend to the Grand Canyon, um, and we're walking along and she wanted to recycle her um, water bottle. I'm like, oh, there's probably recycling. And we're looking ahead because it's, you know, visitory-ish, you're walking along the edge and where the sidewalk is, not like on the edge of the canyon. <laughs> Don't do that, people <laughs> die all the time doing that. Um, and I'm like, oh, maybe up by, and I see what I think is a statue of an elk because I'm like, oh, it's like a statue of like the, the, the nearby wildlife. They do that all the time, right? I'm like, oh, maybe there's like a recycling bin by that statue of that elk. And there's a couple walking ahead of me and they kind of look back at me and I see the statue move. (laughs) I was like, or because it was kind of silhouetted like the way we were walking. I was like, or by the real elk. (laughs) Because it's standing in the pathway of people. Folks, you go to the Grand Canyon i don't know if this is year-round but the elk there do not care they don't (laughs) care they're everywhere they're in the pathways we had like a massive traffic jam because they just were in the middle of the intersection and just decided they were just gonna stand there so it kind of seemed nervous like if you're in the actual campground there i'm like oh we're just gonna like run to an elk if you piss that off that would mess you up
1: yeah they kill more people than any animal in the united states are you serious yeah every year and (gasps) i think every probably at the
0: grand canyon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah the, uh, deer kill more people than oh, bears cougars. deer
0: okay not elk necessarily on their well, own Well,
1: they always inc- well it's a type of deer so they just encompass mm. deer with all the different species
0: that's crazy does that yeah. count car accidents though where they hit them and then they yes
1: but that's not the primary reason oh, okay they attack hunters
0: <laughs> well that's deserved
1: <laughs> yeah they're either
0: trying to kill them so they should be able to attack them
1: <laughs> yeah but it's cool when they attack
0: you That's why I've had that problem when I go to the park because when you, well, when you used to be able to get away from people, they've changed things now. (laughs) I would constantly run into the mule deer and I'd usually run into the guys, they're big old, they have antlers, right? Because they lose theirs. Right? For the mule deer?
1: Yeah. They have antlers.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'd run into them and I'm like, I don't want to get closer to you because I don't know if you're going to like be me, you know, be like, I'm threatening you and attack me. (laughs) And I don't want to get kicked by a mule or (laughs) attacked with the antlers or kicked by it. So I was like... I guess, I just get in standoffs with animals on trails all the time. Mm. I'm just like, can you please move? I just want to move along. Anyway, mm. sorry. We're super off topic today. Oh, but <laughs> going back to our aquatic stories and dolphins and stuff. Are you ready? Maybe. Don't look at it. Okay. What did the dolphin say when he was confused?
1: Uh, what did the dolphin say? Sorry.
0: Sorry. Can you please be more pacific? You <laughs> <He> look angry. Casey <laughs> <He> looks angry. <laughs> I love it. It's not as good as let me know, huh? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To our awe, now we are in Central and Northern America, woo!
1: Closer to home.
0: We are closer to home. Um, this animal is, I think they're really cute. And our animal of the week for this week is...
1: Baird's tapir.
0: The Baird's tapir! They're, I'm gonna say they're cute again, <laughs> they're always cute! Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's your standard for all animals.
0: It is, but I mean, also a lot of, I just find most animals cute.
1: I need to find some uncute animals for you.
0: Uncute. Ugly. You're trying to not say ugly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ugly, ugly is cute. When that's When it's true. come to animals.
0: That's, that's for the most part, that's true. All right, go ahead. Tell us about them. All
1: right, so I'm going to get slightly complicated Taxonomy. Oh
0: gosh, okay.
1: So the order they come from they're miles, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. Mammals. So that come, sounded like miles to me. So <laughs> mammals.
1: Slip of the tongue. And they're in the order called phrisodactyl.
0: That sounds like a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So what those are, are basically odd-toed ungulates. And ungulates are basically animals that walk on hooves. Okay. Yes. And they have an odd number of toes. The other ones are going to be like horses, rhinos, donkeys.
0: Okay. But Doesn't horses matter. only have one.
1: Yeah, they have one. Okay. And they are in the family Tapiridae.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's very e- easy. Simple for what they are. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's great.
1: And they are actually one of the most evolutionarily distinct mammals on Earth. Really? Yes. They are a very primitive group and have remained unchanged relatively unchanged for about 35 million years
0: that's cool and also i feel like you were also being insulting to them but that's cool no it's awesome we're just calling them primitive that's why there's
1: nothing wrong with primitive as long as it works
0: okay that's true that's why they're still here
1: (laughs) Yes. and um just to point out how their closest relatives are rhinos the last their furthest ancestor with rhinos was about 50 million years ago wow and the scientific name for the Baird's tapir is Tapiris bairdii. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's as close as I'm going to get it. Okay. There's three, possibly four other species of tapir. All but one live in South America. And one kind of goes... No, there. Are, besides, he, this one's the only one in um, Central, Central America. Yeah. Everyone else south america and then there's one over in asia
0: (laughs) it's so random yes and that one's my favorite oh okay well maybe when we get to asia sometime we'll talk about it
1: yeah so like i said found throughout central america and in parts of southern mexico and they live primarily in tropical rainforests but will also be found in grasslands and kind of woodlandy areas okay and Their average lifespan is about 19 and a half years.
0: Wow! Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: And the oldest one in captivity was 35 years old.
0: Nice! Yep.
1: And they're actually the largest mammal in their habitat. They get 5 to 8 feet long. Wow. And can range from 330 to 660 pounds. Now
0: I kind of want to ride one.
1: (laughs) It probably would not. (laughs) like that very quickly. No, probably wouldn't. Yeah. And these guys are an herbivorous species, and in the wild they would eat about over 200 different species of plants. And this that would include like just regular vegetation, sometimes aquatic plants, but a major part of their diet is fruits. Hmm. And that makes them pretty important because like some other animals these guys are ecosystem engineers or environmental engineers. Yes, and so they will help disperse seeds of different trees throughout the forest and help keep forests alive. And sometimes they're called the gardeners of the forest.
0: Oh, yep. by pooping, yeah. Yes, <laughs> pooping is important. <laughs> That's for everyone. Yes, <laughs> in general. <laughs>
1: And so one cool adaptation, which is probably why Ali thinks they're cute, is they have a little fleshy nose appendage on their nose. And they yeah,
0: it it's like it. a little mini elephant trunk, but like a yep. real mini. Yep.
1: And they won't. They're pretty up very. Bleh, I can't talk. They're pretty <laughs> understudied, mainly because they are shy, reclusive animals, primarily solitary. So you don't see them very much. Mm-hmm. That's how they avoid. Getting killed by people sometimes.
0: Sometimes.
1: Yes. And there's actually one interesting thing I found was there is some edges. Eh.
0: <laughs> Try again.
1: Evidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like shutting down.
1: Evidence. Yep,
0: there we go. <laughs>
1: that they're a monogamous species. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so they will be like a pair defending a territory and get together to mate. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... I just wanted to put this fact in there because it's interesting. I've never delved deep into it. But males have a semi-prehensile penis.
0: That is interesting. (laughs) Can they pick things up with
1: it? No, it's semi-prehensile, so they can't actually grasp. Oh,
0: but they can move it. Kind of. At will. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, maybe the ladies are... That's probably good for the ladies. Yeah, it's
1: probably... is for... Aiding and reproduction make it easier for them. Okay. Uh, uh, but okay. From, Now we're going to go into the cuteness of no them. Okay,
0: that's the cute part.
1: So, the cutest thing about these guys is their offspring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because they look nothing like their parents. No,
0: they don't. They have little they're spots. Brown they're brown
1: and they have light stripes that's on them. That's
0: where they're so cute. It's the babies that are just the most yeah. adorable. And
1: Everyone I know will basically call them watermelons with legs.
0: Oh, but they're like brown watermelons with legs. Yes, they're still watermelons with They're legs. really cute. Yes,
1: they are. Oh my and gosh. Basically, the reason for that difference in color from their parents is they are kind of species where the offspring will get put somewhere and they will just lay there still.
0: They're like tuckers? Yep. Okay. They'll tuck them
1: away. Predators won't see them. And then... When mom comes back they can come get milk or whatever oh
0: yes i love them so much they're so <laughs> cute i have to pick an animal that i think is not cute at all for one of our oz
1: yes when we get to the ocean okay. <laughs>
0: we'll get yeah, the weirdos. the terrors of the deep <laughs>
1: okay. so unfortunately for these guys they are endangered the wild population is estimated to be about 4,500 individuals left. And these guys actually are have, there's this one organization called um, Edge, and the actual program's Edge of Ed Existence. I'll go more into detail about it, but they basically ca- uh, try to focus conservation efforts on species that are evolutionally distinct and globally endangered. That's what EDGE stands for. Okay. And um,
0: so evolutionary, evolutionarily, evolutionary, yeah.
1: evolutionarily.
0: Evolutionarily. <laughs> yes. I, not extinct. Um, unique. Nope. <laughs> Distinct. Distinct.
1: Globally endangered.
0: Globally endangered. <laughs> EDGE. <laughs> That's probably a good tongue twister too.
1: Yep. And um, the tapir is actually ranked 28th for the mammals that they have assessed. So it's like the 20 out of all their species that are globally okay, endangered, yeah. it's the 28th most true. Okay. Yeah. And um, they actually, like I said, they assess their um, how much evolutionary history is, um, unique evolutionary history is represented in this species. And they calculated to be about thirty-seven point five million years of unique evolution represented by this species. Wow! Yep. And unfortunately, they this organization also looks at um, the degrees to which animals get conservation attention, and they have found that the Baird's tapir has very low levels of conservation Aww, attention. Oh,
0: why? They're so adorable.
1: Yeah, but they're not into uh the larger group of commonly known animals okay which so
0: well listeners know what they are and if you have a what is it aca accredited zoo aza
1: oh yeah aza accredited zoos
0: then let uh, them know that you want to see tapirs
1: yeah and a lot of them just donate to them they'll help out with organizations that do work with tapirs and unfortunately their population is also in decline Their major threats, the two main threats, um, habitat destruction. And just to emphasize how bad that has gotten, from 2001 to 2010, 70,000 square miles of forest habitat was lost. Yeah. And um, what's another problem is with all this deforestation, populations get fragmented. Mm -hmm. So this can also lead to... I, um genetically isolated populations yeah. and that results in what's called a genetic bottleneck mm-hmm. where there's a very small amount of genes and so less diversity in the gene pool there's also going to be um, tends to be less healthy animals. Right. Because there's not all the genes flowing around mm-hmm. and there's an increased chance of inbreeding with small populations. Right. Yep. And the other main threat they have is hunting and they can be, they are a significant source of meat for some local tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, problem is when there's overhunting, it can really impact these guys because they have a slow reproductive rate. Mm. The gestation period, period which the female is pregnant, is about 13 to 14 months. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And it can take two to four years for the young to reach sexual maturity.
0: Oh, so she can't even, they can't even have new ones yeah. quickly then.
1: Yep, so that sums up the bears' tapir, all the unique stuff in their situation in the wild.
0: They're super awesome. Everyone check them out. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'll post a yep. picture, but I I just think they're a really There's cool There's also people. a good
1: TED Talk on tapir.
0: Really? Yes,
1: except um, she did her research in the Pantanal, which was um, South American tapir. Oh, okay. Yep.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's cool. Go check out that TED Talk, everyone. I guess you just search TED Talk tape here. Yeah, that'll probably be,
1: like, the first result that comes up.
0: All right. Well, it is that time, (laughs) Casey, for a challenge. And I'm going to challenge both of us, and it's going to be a little bit similar to our first challenge. We're going to see how this goes. This is going to be another panic situation. All right. I'm attempting to set a timer, but my phone is angry with me. So I'm going to say we have two minutes. All right. Okay. And we have to... I wrote out the alphabet this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we're gonna do is we're going to figure out who goes first, and we're gonna name an animal. And then whatever that animal name ends with, that's what the next person has to name an animal that begins with that letter. So if we said like, let's say I went first and I said cat, then you'd have to be like, you know, tiger you know and so on and so forth okay got it okay got it. so to figure out where we're going to start before I even start our timer I want you to think of a number between 1 and 26 and then I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 26 oh my gosh I'm gonna have to do math because we're don't make it high <laughs> um all right and then we'll say them at the same time and then we'll see what we get okay ready one two three sixteen three, sixteen. Ten. Oh my gosh. Oh no, Z. Z's. <laughs> Z's where we're starting. Okay. Oh, I didn't decide how we go first. We probably should Does de- goes Oh no. <laughs> I'm going first. Yes. Okay. So because we're not really competing against each other, this is more of a like let's just see how many we can get All right. in, um, in the two minutes. Okay. Ready? Are we ready? We already know what I'm gonna say because there aren't that many options. Yeah. And go zebra. A good Uh, Oh gosh, does it end with an I? Iguana. Antelope. Antelope ends with an E. Elephant. Tiger. Um, This is hard to track and think of at the same time. Um, Rattlesnake.
1: E. E. Elephant troop.
0: Wow, that was specific. Uh, W? Is that what that ends with? Walrus. Snake. Just snake. (laughs) E. Um... Uh, is that an I? Egret? Is that an E or is that an I? No, it's an E. It's an E. Okay, egret. Turtle. Okay. Um, e. Stop putting us back on E! <laughs> Eland! Can I just say Eland? Yep. Okay. D. D. <laughs> if you make this another E, <laughs> I'm mad at you. Why can't I kind of think D. You can say like dog breeds and stuff too, I'm just saying. Dog. Oh, okay. Um, Giraffe. E. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Eskimo dog.
0: It's an American Eskimo dog, but okay, we'll go with it. That's fine. Um, Dog. G. I'm going to try to not end on an E this time. A goat.
1: Timber rattlesnake.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. You put it on E again. <laughs> um uh, uh, freaking out. And E Oh my gosh, why can't I do this? An ele- elephant walrus? No, elephant seal. Yeah. Elephant seal. Leopard. Thank God, D. Okay. Um A um a Dalmatian
1: and Nimbat.
0: Okay, T. A tip mouth, That's the thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Back to e. Why can't I think of something with E? I know it's hard. We're also learning that a lot of animals end in E. <laughs>
1: European lynx. Okay. I I thought of
0: an E one. Okay. Lynx. X. Show always cleanly. (laughs) I. I. I, It an I. Isopod. Yay. Is that a thing? Is an isopod a thing? Yeah. I was ready for my next E. An electric eel. (laughs) Or an eel. I guess just eel would have worked too. What? Oh my gosh. That was so difficult. So we just learned that a lot of animals end in E. Okay. Um,
1: I want to know how much of the alphabet we actually did. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like six letters in
0: that I'm, I'm. We're going to look at that. Um, I, I Unfortunately, the alphabet's written on the same page that I put all the tallies, but we did mm-hmm. E. <laughs> we did Z. We did W. We did X. Um, we did S. We did D. I guess I should go in order. Um, Do we say, you said something like the B, didn't you? No. Oh. I said, a, we said many H or G's. We did I's. An N, I think. Nimbat. Yeah. Nimbat, yeah. It's a R, we did R. I think we did T. Yep. Yep. That wasn't too bad. I think that's everything. <laughs> I don't think we ever got to J's or like A or B's. Okay, oh, yeah, it was close.
1: We did T. Oh,
0: you did a og- a guti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. One, two, three. I know. <laughs> Fascinating. We got 25 in two minutes. Yeah, how many large do we use? 9, 10, 11, 12. We use 12, which is the new half.
1: There has to be a ton with
0: We're going to have to do that one again. Ethiopian wolf. He got so upset. Isn't there a snake, too? Isn't there like a viper or something? An Ethiopian something? I don't know. I want to see if it was actually
1: European lynx, is the thing. Oh,
0: yeah. Did you lie? Oh, there's that Eurasia. <laughs> I was right. European links. Yep. Okay. Great. All right. Perfect. So that challenge was a little crazy. It's
1: technically Eurasian.
0: That's fine. Um, so that's a good one though. We can do that one again at some yeah. point. We just have to try to avoid E and we won't start on Z. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> that was our challenge. Um, we could have done better. I'm kind of I'm disappointed with us, but um, but we did it. All right. Well, that is the end of the fifth. <laughs> I can't count. The fifth episode of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, I'm your host, Allie.
1: And I'm Casey.
0: And we will catch you on the next episode. Have a great one. Like Tony the Tiger. Oh. Okay, Bye. <laughs>